This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. Uh, we are at the end of Peter's text recap of Warriors of the Deep. Um, there's not much left to go, really, and just his little uh, precy of how he felt about the entire thing. So uh, we start off with, um, well, Maddox is dead. Uh, and he said, stop trying to shoot me up, Commander. Um, is the doctor allergic to salad bowls? That one seems to be causing him a lot of pain. <laughs> oh, the... the the hairdryer thing that they put on the doctor's head to zap him and he gets black eyes and stuff from it. Um, uh, bloody hell, Turlo. Shooting that Silurian was a bit full on. It was when his little carapace popped open, or his tabard, as Peter was calling them. Um, there should have been another way. A powerful message at the end from the doctor. And he's right. There should have been another way to bring back the Silurians and the Sea Devils, which wasn't rubbish. <laughs> It was fine. It's so very, very 80s. And as much as I loved 80s Who when I was a wee nipper, it isn't an era which ages well. Good points. I guess Sea Devils and Silurians, great to have them back, but really not used well. Base outfits in particular, the petrol blue number. Oh, my God, he loves the jumpsuits. Um, Nostalgia. I must admit, I like it more than it deserves because I adored it as a kid. Such fond memories of watching and re-watching the stories I could video. Bad points. A wasted opportunity, really. Great ideas, political tension, espionage, base under siege, returning baddies, etc. But none of them any good. 
The lighting. It's unforgivable, really. It makes a weak story look a lot worse. But to be fair, I always have the big light on at home and it probably does me no favours. <laughs> he does always have the big light. Like, I'm mad for indirect lighting, personally. I love, like, um, you know, a lamp or I've got, like, some lighting strips behind the couch. It's very, it's very subtle. Um, <laughs> uh, amazing points. The Merca. So wrong, he's right. I want the space chicken riding the Merca into battle. I may commission someone to draw this dream for me. <laughs> the space chicken from Ark of Infinity. Also by the same writer, Johnny Byrne. Um, so, he's obviously got, like, some great ideas when it comes to Terrible rubbish monsters. Maybe he describes them like this in his script and they're just making them exactly as they as they are. Maybe it says, looks like a space chicken. Uh, pantomime horse, but green with googly eyes and a weird beard. <laughs> like, it's got a weird beard. Um, <laughs> Ingrid Pitt. Just why from beginning to end and I don't care. <laughs> Hilarious on every level. I hope she took that show to Edinburgh. <laughs> Ingrid Pitt playing Dr. Solow and then kicking things. <laughs> I find it really interesting revisiting the classic stories and realising that although I love Peter Davison and was never keen on John Pertwee, the 70s stories just stand up better. They're just fun and aren't trying to be super serious and earnest. I'm sure as a kid I thought this had a really powerful message and was so meaningful, when in reality we have a green panto horse and a lot of shuffling about slowly. At least with Pert we had running about. His six episodes flew by compared to these four. But fun. I had another smashing Saturday night. Oh, and good point. I forgot. I love the indifferent security team. Uh, I really, they really couldn't give a toss and I admire that in them. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just kind of stand around. Well, I guess they're, they're completely... They can't see out of those plastic helmets because um, they're probably fogged up. And those suits are really restrictive. Uh, like, the Doctor didn't do any more Action Man after he got into that suit, really, did he? Um, yeah, speaking of Action Man, Doctor, I found, like, as Peter said, I found that really confronting. Like, I know the Doctor has done kind of physical things before like the seeds of doom like the see is it seeds of doom yeah the like tom baker is like punching people like rolling around like it's it's quite full on um so it's not completely out of character um i mean it's out of character for william hartnell he could barely get up a flight of stairs poor love uh but it does it does feel weird when the doctor kind of given that he's you know iconically become a no weapons you know never be cruel or cowardly always be kind kind of character like seeing him kind of wrestle for guns and then get pushed over a a, a bar into some water um yeah it's just kind of it feels weird seeing it um, happen in this episode. Also, because everything that happens in this episode is kind of so slow. Uh, it's weird seeing any kind of fast-paced action happening. Um, but yeah, I guess there's not much you can do in a tiny little studio when you're about to be chucked in the water. Um, but yeah, I, there's, there's so much I want to enjoy in this and it's just... It's not okay. The Silurians constantly going, excellent, is the most 80s thing of all time. Like, that's the same. The Cybermen do it as well. And you're like, are you meant to not have any emotions, Cybermen? Why are you excited by stuff? And going, excellent. Um, like in the Five Doctors, when, <laughs> when 
and this time it's like, I do not believe your lies. It's like, um, you sound a little bit impassioned there for a logical machine. Uh, yeah, all all of the monsters in the 80s all talk the same. Like, they all speak the same. It's very strange. I do love that they kind of, you know, like for every crazy murka and... Um, if you look closely, some of the Silurian suits pop open uh, at the back. Um, but for every one of those crazy things, uh, there's something really kind of small that, you know, you don't notice until you've watched it like about a thousand times. Like uh, the doctor's eyes uh, and head kind of being all burnt from that electrical surge that he had to go through uh that was like something i've never really noticed before i'm like oh right so that's they've gone he's been through the electrical surge he's you know stopped the world war three and now we're gonna blacken him up a little bit so it looks like he's burnt himself around the eye um which makes me wonder what happened with like the plug that went into maddox's head like i guess that took care of all that zappy business like that that seems a bit Hectic. Um, but yeah. Uh, and why are the monsters so slow? Like, it's like the sea devils in. I know when they were filming the sea devils uh, in the 70s, like um, Katie Manning has said, like they all kept falling over. <laughs> um, but I guess it's just the way they edited it. It looked like they were coming out of the sea, they were kind of exciting. It was, you know. But I guess there's not much you can do when you're filming in a studio because you've got those big bulky cameras to push around. It's not like a film camera that you can be a bit a bit more agile with, um, you know. And you can you can edit uh, film, whereas with television, like the way they made this thing in the studio, it would have been all vision switching. Like you wouldn't have been able to do quick cuts and stuff. Um, I mean, technically you can. Uh, but it's expensive and hard, um, so they don't bother. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things happen very slowly. Um, but thank you, Peter, for your uh, your texts. They have been a delight. Um, all right, the next episode is going to be our last one before we get to the uh, legend of the sea devils, which is very exciting. Um, So, how about we spend an episode just looking at what we think is going to happen and maybe look over the whole kind of, all of the the Jodie Whittaker business that's happened up till now. Um, If you have any thoughts or theories, I would love to hear them. Uh, you can email me theory at adamrichard.com.au or you can catch me on Instagram or Twitter at Adam Richard and fabulous Adam Richard on Facebook. And don't forget, there's always the uh, Adam Richard has a theory Facebook group. I look forward to all of your messages after the new episode goes up. Um, it will be Monday morning, uh, the 18th, so it's Easter Monday, um, which means there will be no binge drop um, next week for Patreon listeners. Uh, so, if you're looking for a whole week's worth of episodes, they won't be happening um, next weekend because there's new episodes. So, uh, the first um, 
first one that goes up uh, on the Monday morning will be, of course, immediately after the episode. And thereafter, Patreon episodes will go up the night before. Um, and then for the regular feed, they'll go up on the following morning. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to all of your theories about the Sea Devils and... Uh, their legend in China um, and the pirates. I'm looking forward to pirates. I love pirates. Pirates have not been well served by the show in the past, but we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, all right. Thanks, Peter, for all of your text messages. I'll see you in the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.